I am so happy that you are listening to Just Breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text BREATHE to 55444 to learn more. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E to 55444 to learn more. Welcome to episode number 42 of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If you've ever wondered why it's so important to choose the right spouse in life, then you're going to fall in love with the advice the well-known celebrity dating coach Bella Gandhi shares in this episode. Finding love that leads to happiness can seem pretty daunting, but Bella shares maybe it's not the process that's off, it's your picker that needs a little help. With the advice she shares, she'll have you on the right track to finding the best kind of love, the kind that lasts. And now, let's jump in to the conversation. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. All right, welcome to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. And I gotta tell you, this is going to be an interview that you are going to want to probably listen a second time because that's how good this is. So I have got Bella Gandhi with me and she, first off, if you are not watching this on video, you can see it over in YouTube. She is gorgeous. Her background is gorgeous. We just got through talking about this. And when you hear what she does, you're going to understand why because that is all part of who she is and what she delivers to people. And it is so up my alley. I love this. So Bella, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. This is the highlight of my day. It's the highlight of my week, so you know. But here's the thing. Mind you, I try not to be too extra, but it's the highlight of my week. (laughs) When we first talked, It was like kindred spirits coming together and everything that you're doing, I am just like, I I, I look up to you. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool that she's doing this. And we do have some similarities in our background and all that. So, okay. For those that don't know, they don't know you, which is crazy. They soon will know you very well. Can you tell us about you and the relaunches that you've had to get you to where you are today. (laughs) How long do we have? (laughs) Literally for any of you listening, I don't know, you know, maybe if you happen to be in school, I was 
I am the child of Indian immigrants who, if you know anything about our culture, you can be a doctor, you can be a lawyer, you can be an engineer. IT stuff didn't even exist back in the day, but that's all allowable too. <laughs> so I was like, mm, don't like blood, probably broken the law a few times already. Not sure that's going <laughs> to so I went to business school and was the girl to change major three times. Like I didn't know what I wanted to be. I didn't forget about relaunch. I didn't even know how to do the initial launch. So I ended up thinking, wow, learning about the stock market could be cool. Why don't I do banking and investments? That's literally after going from marketing to going mm, CPA. Oh no. So I launched myself out into the world with a finance degree straight into the plumbest job that you could find at Arthur Anderson at the time and doing M&A consulting. And the first day of work, I came home and I burst into tears. And my the parents day. were like, the very first day the of work. First day. And I'm a kid that had worked eighth grade. I scooped ice cream at Baskin Robbins. Like I'm a worker, but to come out at the age of 22, day one of work, going, this is not for me. I'm like a flower with no water and no sunlight. And I knew that. And I lasted exactly one year um, until. I relaunched myself and made probably one of the best decisions I ever made, one of the scariest decisions. But my dad had become the sole owner of a manufacturing business that made nonstick coatings for cookware and bakeware. And he's like, you're so bored at work. And I also have this accidental degree in German language. So he's like, why don't you come and work for me? We can expand our brand into Europe. I paid for this useless degree in German. So why don't you actually go make use of this degree? We pl will plant a flag in Germany and see where we go. So I thought to myself, why? I said to him, why should I, why should I come and work for you? Like I barely passed high school chemistry. And he looked at me with this look that is forever seared into my head. And he pointed his finger at me and he says, don't ever ask me that question again. You're limited to your own ambition. Oh, God, how much would we all love dads telling us that? And limited so to your own ambition. And I do want to I do want to interject first off so that everyone is like, okay, wait a second. She has a degree in, you know, in German. She's she's now gone from consulting Arthur Anderson, you know, which in in the heyday was big, big, big. And then now she's about to head over and get into manufacturing. And if I heard you right, of like kind of a Teflon product for, yes. Okay. Hang with us, everybody out there, because this is going to get wild. Okay. Oh so then, and if I'm getting too in the weeds, let me know because oh no, this is a good buildup because then people are going to be like, "Are you kidding me?" And I love the way you said you or it wasn't a relaunch. It was like, "Hey, can I just start a launch? Can we just like what is happening here?" And so now, what my, where my mind goes is you've already had multiple relaunches. Oh, I mean, it's girl. already happened, girl. I launched relaunched into three majors into career one that was like led to tears day one of work led to sure you're limited to your own ambition okay this sounds good went to go work for the family business best decision ever because I never thought I had the entrepreneurial bug I didn't even know what that really meant until I got there day one we could have been making paintings. We could have been making lamps. We were making an FDA compliant, highly heat resistant thermoplastic polymer, right? And I was like, what the hell is that? That, sound, that sounded crazy. And 
from day one, I was smitten. I was like, I can make a difference. I have a purpose. This is amazing. It never felt like work even for a minute. So my first relaunch was, I like this whole business ownering thing. Mm -hmm. So that was huge. And then we sold the business, but all the while I was matchmaking. I was date coaching. Okay. Everyone, did you just hear that? She slipped that in really fast. She slipped it in really fast. All the while, since I was in college, back to when I was switching majors, you know, more than a lot of people change their sweatshirts, I set up my, I met a guy at a frat party and I said to him, you're going to marry my roommate. My roommate had really never had a serious boyfriend. And she was like, you said that to that dude at the party? Like we're... (laughs) And he was like, well, my girlfriend's over there. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's a small detail. They went on their first date three years later. Two years later, they got engaged. They've now been married for 22 years. They live in the suburbs of Chicago with three kids. Then that happened to me again. And I did it on gut again for my next roommate. And so, and then I started to tell my friends, that's a narcissist. Get out of that relationship. That guy is treating you terribly. Let's, we're going to find you a guy that's actually going to make you happy. And we're going to do this. I did this for everybody around me. So when I finally extricated myself post sale of nonstick company to a large fortune 500 company, like the answer was clear. I knew I had to get into dating, but I didn't know how. And that's where the next relaunch came. Oh, this is so good. And what many people probably don't know about me is I am a certified matchmaker. And why, why is that? Because I have such a passion around love. I mean, if you talk to any of my friends, it's all like, oh, Hillary is, you know, you got it, you know, love, 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 love this, love that. You have a heart behind your head. I got to tell you, why is that? It's because life is so short and everything comes down to, as you said, if you're, if you're miserable in what you're doing, don't do it. Because when you change, when you end up getting into something that you really genuinely love to do, it, it changes from, it's no longer a J-O-B. It is like a passion. You are serving and I'm just like, I, I, you know, and it was more, it was this, this fun time in my life that I did that. But I got to tell you, when I heard that you had done, you know, all of these, like the consulting, cause yes, I did that consulting. I was, you know, the big like manufacturing financial person. And then you went into this whole, like, Hey, it has nothing to do with my major. Uh, yeah, nothing German. Uh, no, well, same. I had the same thing going down, which was I was pre-med and then switched over to psychology. Now the psychology is coming back to help, but I'm not sure, you know, if you're still doing anything with the German, but I just love, Bella, I love where we are now. So tell us more about, tell us more about now. You're like, okay, how do I even get involved in this line of business? Yeah. So when, after we sold our business in 2001, the company that bought us, they're Axo Nobel, they're a huge company. And they asked me to stay on in GM and grow the business because I handled and had closed most of our big accounts. But, and I did that for five years and they were an amazing company to work for, but I always thought in me, again, I knew what entrepreneurship meant to me and I wanted to do it again, but I didn't know how. So one day in typical Bella style, which is not always exactly planful, I woke up and I said to my husband, I'm going to resign today. 
And he's like, what? Right? <laughs> you're the GM. You're the GM. You're, you're bringing home some nice dough. You're going to quit. I'm like, I've got a six month contract. I got to give my six months notice, but I'm going to figure it out. So six months go by and I leave. And right then I have a two-year-old at home, which started to take up a lot of my time, which of course I loved being a mom. Then I realized, well, I don't, and I really hadn't put together the dating plan. I, I, I lacked a lot of confidence. I, I had an abundance of a fear of failure. I had an abundance mm. of what would people say? You've, you've ran manufacturing companies, you've built factories in China and Brazil, and you want to do what with dating and what qualifies you to do that? So I had a million bad voices in my head that kept me stuck for three years. Mm. I went to go volunteer in a nonprofit. I'm like, I'll start your associate board for younger people. I did everything except what the voice in my head was telling me to do because I was scared. Mm. And I don't know if that resonates with any of you listening. Oh, I'm sure it does. That whole lack of confidence here. You've been super successful in all these other areas. And you're like, um, hmm, what if? What that if? Big, yeah. And, and what if it doesn't work out? What if, you know? And it's just like this whole fear of the, the, the fear of the fear, the fear, it's like this fake fear, but we bring it into this gigantic, you know, it's like the, the, the light is just a spotlight on you of what if. Yeah. And then there was one seminal day in 2009 in the summer and I had somehow there was a Harvard business review laying around our house. My husband's a management consultant. So he's got, you know, lots of, lots of these things. And I don't believe, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And there was an article in there that talked about failure versus regret. <laughs> and it was like, it was meant for me. It was open to that page. And I looked at it and I read it and I thought failure versus regret. Okay. What are those stories? And I sat back and I closed my eyes and I pictured myself as an 87 year old woman, 87, <laughs> sitting on my porch in a rocking chair with four grandchildren in front of me. And I had country time lemonade in the picture and I'm <laughs> my grandkids. And now I'm thinking to myself, there's two stories I can tell these kids sitting here in my thirties at this point, I can say to them, I, here's the failure story. The failure story was you guys, I, I really dreamt about starting this dating company, or this is the regret story. I really wanted to start this dating company and I never did because I was scared and I'm sitting here at 87 and I regret that because what could have mm. been, right? Don't do what I did. Live out your dreams, give it a try. And because I don't want you to have this regret that I have right now. Now I was like, well, that story sucks. I don't like that story. <laughs> Let's go to I love you. I love you did this. 87 year old self drinking your, you know, country time lemonade, <laughs> pouring it for the kids, white picket fence. And I'm not yeah. a white picket fence person. I'm like, why this image? And so I'm pouring the second cup of lemonade, tying the second story. Mm. And the story is, is, is the failure story. And it's you guys, I started this 
ridiculous mm-hmm. company called Smart Dating Academy. I had no business doing this. And it was a complete colossal failure. But here's what I learned from it. And I thought to myself, well, I, I could tell that story. I'd rather tell that story than the story of wistful oh, yeah. And it wow, was Bella. that day, that day when I decided failure would be better than regret, I, I got unstuck. I did my research. I found the dating and matchmaking conference in Weehawken, New Jersey, which was three months later. And I went and the rest is history. Oh, okay. And for those that don't really know, you are, you know, you're the the matchmaker dating coach to celebrities. I mean, you have dialed it in. You are, you know, the prominent group, as you said, you have this smart dating academy. I mean, seriously. So give us, give us more about this because we're especially interested in finding out, you know, these days what's going on with dating and what you're doing. Oh, guys, if you're single, let me tell you, let's, okay, so yes, I have a company that I started 11 years ago called Smart Dating Academy, and we teach people how to actually find partners that make them happy, right? And while that may sound intuitive, think about the data, right? 48% of American adults are single. So if you're single and listening to this, and you feel like you're the last single person out there, I promise you one in two adults in this country are single at this point, right? And And 50% of first marriages end in divorce, 67% of second marriages end in divorce, 74% of third marriages, the data doesn't look good. So what we think should be so natural for us is incredibly unnatural, right? Because we want different things out of partnership than our parents and grandparents did, right? And we're trying to find our way and nobody's teaching us how to identify and how to actually date and marry and partner up with people that are good for you in the 21st century. So that's what we do. We help people to navigate online dating, meeting people in real life, getting set up, but with a rubric and a roadmap for many people for the first time of what's gonna make them happy versus the stuff that they think they want. Oh, and repeating history, right? I mean, it's just, hey, you go down that path, you keep doing it and why we don't learn, why we keep dating the wrong person over and over. And yes, it is fascinating that we are never taught about love. We're taught about everything else, but nobody ever, you know, there's not a, in, in high school, like, Hey, one-on-one, 101 of love. It's, you know, all right, here's the, you know, here's your anatomy versus their anatomy, but it doesn't give you that. And so I love the fact that you're like, okay, Smart Dating Academy, let's get you. If there's 40, 48%, you said? 48, 48%. Census number. Single, single people out there. Single and unmarried Americans. Yeah. So how do you, how, first off, how do you even start down that process with people? Is it like you said, it's a roadmap. It's this idea, what, what is your, what is this dating academy? Cause I'm sure people are like, what, what, what is that? 
Yeah. So the first session that we do with people, you know, before COVID, we had space at the Four Seasons in Chicago and people would fly in every week to come in and work with us. But we have, you know, our first meeting is two and a half hours. It's called the jumpstart meeting because we really jumpstart your dating life. And for women, we roadmap out who a high GHQ man is, high and good husband qualities. That's our trademark. Mm-hmm. And and for men, we call them good wife qualities. And now we're changing over to good partner qualities to be even more really? inclusive. And so we'll call it high GPQ, high and good partner qualities. And how do you decide what that is? So we have a system that helps you to walk out of that first meeting knowing exactly who you've been looking for that's not working for you, who you should be looking for, what the red flags are and what the green flags are around these people. And then we take people's pictures. We help you write your online profiles for the sites and apps that are best for you. And then after that, you have a coach who is in the weeds with you, looking at your messages, helping you. Because our goal is to teach and to put the training wheels on you. So you learn to read for crazy people's profiles. You learn to read for good profiles. You learn how to date the right way, present your best self, look for people that are good for you and not waste your time on sunk cost bad people. So you know what I love about your this whole idea of high GPQ? I mean, this is so brilliant that you're doing this. I love that, you know, we have coaches for everything, right? We have coaches, you know, you or trainers or something. But love was always like, well, if you need somebody to help you with love, then there must be something like not right with you, right? Because I got that a lot when I was talking to people about, you know, hey, this is this is what I'm doing these days. And they're like, what? Like, you know, if I do that, then let's not, let's not share it with anybody, right? Let's not right. tell anybody I'm working with you. And I, I still to this day laugh about that when I'm, you know, working with people around their business relationships and other relationships that are really, you know, kind of holding them back from overall quality of life. How do you, with this lovely approach of this concierge, how do you get past the fact of, hey, you can't believe how many people are actually hiring people like you to help them with their love life. And it's, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, I tell people the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, more important than your career, more important than where you're going to live is the person that you hang your shingle on, right? The person Mm -hmm. that you choose to partner up with in this thing called life. Mm -hmm. And we're never taught that in school. I grew up, you know, back to my history with my, my amazing parents that put up this framed print. I actually have it in my, I bought one for myself after I started the company, but it's called the 21 rules for success written by a guy named H Jackson Brown. And it said, and there's all these amazing things. And it's like rule number two, you know, give people more than they expect and do it cheerfully. But rule number one is marry the right person. This one decision will determine 90% of your happiness or 90% of your misery. So great. And it is so true. It's so true. And, and so that's what people, when I tell people, they're like, God, that makes a lot of sense. We're not taught how to do this. Everything we learn about love and relationships, we really learn a lot by watching our parents, right? And sometimes we get lucky and they're good role models. The majority of the time, 
they're not great role models. They, they did the best they could with the circumstances that they had, but they mm. weren't, they didn't teach us the things that we should know and should follow about how to have a good, healthy, happy relationship. And so now our goal is to put a dent in that and to teach people how to do that, that this is a skill. This is something you should learn. Nobody teaches it in school, right? We can't even like, as much as I would love to take this into the workplace and teach people how to do this. Like, think about it. if if 48% of, em of employees, mm -hmm. if everybody are single and they actually knew how to be in healthy, happy relationships, think about the benefits to healthcare. Think about the benefits to people's mental oh, health. Yeah. It would be widespread. And yet thinking about dating and personal lives, like a pariah for most people still like, well, I don't want to get involved in that. Right. Yeah. But we think about Put it, it on the shelf. It's like, okay, well, I'll get to that later. I'll but do that. Yeah. Mm. Thing we ever do. Right. And if things aren't good at home, how good are things are at work? No doubt. Absolutely. Okay. So do you have any, any celebrity stories that you can share with us? Anything that you can kind of like any funny situations or any like, Hey, this, you know, even celebrities need a little help, right? For sure. I work with people that are smack dab in the middle of Hollywood. You would know mm. who they were. And while I can't share names because we're under confidentiality with every client, whether you're, you know, yeah. live around the corner from me or you live in the middle of everybody knows who you are. What I will tell you is everybody's online dating, you guys, even the celebrities, and they're on the mainstream sites and apps that you are too. And sometimes they're like, people will email my clients going, oh my God, are you blah, blah, blah. You're on Bumble. It's like, I'm just a person too, right? And then how we have them date, right? It's like, you know what? You need to disarm this person. So when you're like, pick a coffee shop near your house and go on a walk so that you're side by side so this person isn't staring right into your famous face and walk side by side where you can develop more of an intimate human connection where you're not intimidating the person. And studies show that if you're actually next to somebody versus face to face with them, boring into each other's eyes, we have more authentic, more vulnerable conversations because we don't feel that we're under the scrutiny of somebody's gaze. So going- Oh, Bella, I love that. I love the idea of no matter who you are, yeah. encourage the date to be one where, and now, especially with COVID, you know, many of the coffee shops right now are not open, but you could really go take a walk and you could, like you said, side by side. I love that idea. Yeah. Think about sitting on an airplane and walking out off of that airplane ride, having disclosed things to the person sitting next to you that you may not have told your parents or your best mm -hmm. friend. Why do we do that? Studies have shown colleagues that may have known each other for years suddenly have to go on a road trip together and drive four hours sitting next to each other. And that's where they really bond. So true. Okay. So with what's going on right now and you're encouraging people get online and I'm sure, you know, Bumble just had thousands more people after listening to this go on to Bumble. <laughs> but what what do what is happening with online dating right now with COVID? I mean, what's going down? Give us a skinny on this. Girl, it's bananas. It numbers have been unprecedentedly high this year because as people are staring at themselves, the busyness of life shut down in March 
doesn't look like it's going to end before March. And so people realize, wow, I'm not sure I want to be alone, right? We're driven as human beings to want a pair bond, right? In, in a less shrinky term, to have one person, right? We want one person when we're healthy human beings. And that's driven people to the apps and sites in large numbers. And now we're coming up on peak dating season. Peak dating season, according to Match, starts right after Christmas and goes until Valentine's Day. And even in non-COVID times, online dating memberships spike between 50 and 80% industry-wide during that period of time. Why? Half of Americans are single. What do we do at New Year's? We make resolutions. What is that resolution? I want to get out there and date. Maybe I want to get married. I want to find love in some iteration Half of Americans are doing that. And what happens? Sunday, January 3rd is predicted to be the busiest online dating day of the year this year. <laughs> okay, and then what happens? What happens is, as all New Year's resolutions, it like peters out, right? But with work, oh, and then you have Valentine's. But with working with a group like you, and this is why I've always encouraged people to take advantage of, of matchmaking, of dating services, because they, they get you to be accountable, right? They get you to start, like you, you claim you want something. You claim that, yeah, I really would love a man or a woman in my life, but you know, are you willing to put that clarity vision out there? Are you willing to take the steps? Are you willing to make it happen? Yeah. And I think that's what you do so well. You make it happen for people. Yeah, you know, we we do. And thank you for that. We've been blessed to help thousands of people over the last decade. It's been, there's there's no feeling for me of helping somebody find the lid to their pot, their person. And we've had zero mm -hmm. divorces in that decade, the majority of divorces happen within the first seven years. So, you know, working working with us is like having that personal trainer for your love life. It's mm. fun. And so much of dating can feel lonely, right? And especially if, you know, maybe you're not in your 20s or early 30s anymore. Maybe you're in your late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and you feel like everybody around you is coupled off and you don't feel like people understand what it's like to be single. They want to help, but they don't know how. That's where it can really make sense for you to get some help because you don't, I tell people, you don't have to go it alone anymore. This is not 30 years ago, right? You don't have to wash it up like I'm done. There's nothing. No, I've got clients that are 22 and I've got clients that are 82. 82! Can you imagine? <laughs> so, that is so great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've been divorced and I, um, I, you know, did everything wrong. I always claim that I could have been the girlfriend's guide to divorce that, you know, that whole hor horrific, like, you know, experiences around there. I could have been my own sitcom because I did all the things wrong. Everything, you know, dated the guys that were in the wrong location, broke up with one guy 11 times and kept getting back together. Because as you get older, you start to be like, ah, oh, you know, is this, you know, is, is this it? Is this really going to yeah. be the, you know, do I have to compromise? Do I have to? And I got to tell you, I ended up at the, you know, I, I ended up finding somebody through a work event and crazy, crazy. 
Harvard uh, MBA. She, you know, she had this awesome pedigree and I'm thinking, oh my God. And she is now doing the matchmaking and she ended up match, you know, matching me with Eric. And people are surprised because they're like, well, I can't believe that, you know, why, why didn't you just do it on your own? Why, you know, I can't believe you needed help to try to, you know, do this. And, you know, it was almost like I had the L tattooed on my, you know, my forehead. I was, you know, the, the scarlet letter, you know, I had the big D, you know, for divorce and divorcee, right? And I have to say, it's incredible when you have somebody like you standing beside teaching the, the ways to do it, the wrong ways to do it. And by the way, online dating was who, who, if you're in your 40s or 50s, who actually has experienced online dating if you were married? Because it wasn't around, right? Right. So we all need help. And that's where, you know, an organization like yours, and I have to say, I love when I read that you are the fairy godmother of dating. Oh my God, that is brilliant because I'm considered the fairy godmother of like the business and, you know, how to get the, you know, how to get be a midlife fairy godmother here to try to make it happen that the second half can be better than the first. Oh my gosh, we are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> oh, Hillary, I don't know if I could love you anymore, but I think I just fell in love with you a little <laughs> bit more. That is amazing. Yeah, the the fairy godmother thing came out of an interview mm. that a journalist that writes for the Huffington Post way back in the day when the Huff Post mm. was big and whatever, 2010, she said, I want you to work with my best friend and I'm going to be a journalist along the process. And so she- Wasn't there a movie about this? <laughs> that's crazy. And she literally called me the fairy godmother of dating. And mm. that line, so when I started to um, get asked to do some of these shows, both locally and nationally, about what we're doing with people and around our process, because it's different, people started to introduce like she's known as the fairy godmother of dating said, you know, Steve Harvey in the very first day, the very first segment that we taped at NBC together. And she is called the fairy godmother of dating. And I was like, Oh my God, they found that HuffPo article. Like that's so awesome. And that's how, and then that's what Harry Connick said. And it was just crazy. I'm like, this thing has spread. This is hilarious. Because somebody's like, you don't look like a fairy godmother. Like the fairy godmother is old with little glasses and a gray bun and kind of portly. I'm like, not anymore, baby. I'll take the modern day fairy godmother. No doubt. Yeah. Like that either. Well, and I, my, my, my team, it's like the big joke is it's the, you know, MFG, the midlife fairy godmother. I'm the official, I'm the official one. And so here's what, here's what I want to ask you is when people are thinking, what, what is the biggest fear? We talked about fears earlier. What is the biggest fear of people going online and online dating? What are you seeing out there? People fear that they're only going to get, you know, whatever they consider bad matches, 
right? They feel like they're going to be catfished. They feel like there's no good people left, that there's only, you know, that you've got the scarlet letter on you if you have to online date, because that is just like when it's hitting the wall, you have no other recourse. Like, oh, I didn't think it would come to this. I'm like, you need to turn your mindset around, right? This is, this is about being grateful for online dating because flashback to 1985, who would you meet if you were 41 and divorced? Mm-hmm. Someone maybe at work where work is now filled with 20 somethings. Someone mm-hmm. on a softball team, oh, I don't really play softball anymore because now I'm a single parent. Think about what your options would have been. And I tell people, be grateful for sites and apps, because if not, you would have no access except for people within your very small personal village. So it's number one, changing your mindset around online dating. Is it easy? No, it's needle in a haystack. It feels like human eBay. I get it. (laughs) It is human eBay at the end of the day, but it gives you access. It's a huge database. And if you're willing to say, I know my person could be in here and I'm going to look at it with fresh eyes every day and know who I'm looking for this time around and not make the same mistakes again. 95% of our clients that find love, find it online. 95%. And the other 5% find it in real life. 95%. That is shocking, but not really. No, it's crazy. But your your point is that it always, everything, have you ever noticed this? Everything always goes back to the mindset. 100%. 100 100% leads back. You're brilliant. You're right. You could not be more right. Everything in life comes back to your own thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I know you and I could like muck it up and have like laughter all day long, but I do want to get to the rapid fire and then we'll move into the, the closing where people can, you know, find you and all that good stuff. Yay! But, but how, have you strapped yourself in? Are you ready to go? Are you ready for these rapid fire questions? I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. And if you could look at her, this first one, I already know. Uh, Zoom calls dressed head to toe or waist up? Oh, head to toe. Oh gosh. And if you guys could see her, she is the bell, Bella, bell of the ball. She's a beautiful lady. Okay. Number two, how often do you wash your hair? Twice a week. Hmm. That's, you know what, if I were to say 90% are saying the same thing. Uh, Number three. All right. Favorite podcast besides this one. I love Jack Shepard. I love Armchair Expert. Mm, it's a good one. You're my first, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll just, you know, give you a little wink there. Okay. So I love this beauty product and the name of it. Narcissist. Mm-hmm. It's a NARS lip crayon. The color, I'm a huge proponent of popping your lip ladies for zoom calls. I call it the berry lip. Every woman needs a berry or a red because it instinctually makes you feel better about yourself and makes you look better. My color is Palais Royale. Ooh, I like that. And yes, I even put a little bit of like color on, but probably not enough. Uh. Okay. Now backyard, (laughs) backyard barbecue, or a swanky cocktail party? Cocktail party. 
No doubt, girl. You didn't even have, you shouldn't have paused there. Okay, go to poolside drink. Um, skinny margarita with a lot of salt. Oh, okay. I'll do the skinny margarita with you. Uh, I, you know, kind of half, half salt, like little half salt, salt, but not too much. But I'm also, I'm also a drinker with like the straw. Yeah. Which, which probably sure. isn't so good because I have a tendency to drink those margaritas a little faster yeah. because of the straw. Okay. And bonus question. What does a powerhouse of possibility mean to you? It means you are the powerhouse of possibility. Every human is a powerhouse of possibility. I told you about the multiple reptilian relaunches I've had, molting, turning into someone else. Every one of you is a powerhouse of possibility. That's what it means to me. Every human is a powerhouse of possibility when you decide to take the steering wheel of that. Mm. And everyone deserves love. There is not one person that doesn't deserve love. Okay. We are love. We are love. That is so true, Bella. All right. So how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way? You can check out our site, smartdatingacademy.com. We, you can sign up on any contact page. We do free newsletters. Um, we've got all sorts of television segments, blogs that you can read, tons of things. And I do an Instagram live show every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central, which is eight in New York, six mountain, five Pacific. Um, it's free, it's an hour. I take live questions. I usually prepare a topic and we have a fantastic community. So follow me at Smart Dating Academy and become part of our little nest of a community, whether you're single or coupled or married, because it's like a fountain of psychotically optimistic people. Oh, psychotically optimistic. All right. I'm going to have to get on there as well. You I know. love that. I love me that. Too. Well, Bella, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this. Some of the data that you threw out, I mean, wow. I think if you are single right now, you gave every person who's single hope because it absolutely can happen for them. No doubt about it. You have an awesome program, the Smart Dating Academy. For those that are interested, definitely check it out. We're gonna have this in the show notes. We'll have links. We'll have good stuff uh, that we also have as little giveaways. So definitely check it out. And Bella, you truly are the bell of the ball. And I cannot thank you enough for being here today. Oh my God. I feel your love coming through the screen, through the podcast, because I have the benefit of seeing you. And I know most people will be listening. Um, thank you for having me on your show. I could not be more honored. And this was delightful. It really was so much fun. We'll have to do this again soon. Sounds good. All right. You take care. So good to see you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you felt a connection to this episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch, please head over to iTunes now. It would mean so much to me if you would leave a good review and help others find silver linings as well. And don't forget... 
You can have immediate access to all of the bonuses and notes from the show today in our treasure chest, which you have access to for free by texting 55444 and typing in treasure chest. Or you could go to our private Facebook group, The Relaunch Effect, Living a Life You Love. Together we've hit the reset button for you, turning your transitions into a transformation. Until next time, don't forget, there's always a silver lining.